0: I have been uh, given things to say often to your college student, and uh, so I am excited about this. I promise you there's more to it than just that, Um, but that is the quest that I'm on this morning. Somewhere around the age of 18, hopefully, our children graduate from high school. That is the plan, and. Um, whether we like it or not, whether we accept that or not, that's just kind of the way it works. They graduate from high school. and Best case scenario, you at some point in time turned your child over to the Lord when they were a baby. Much like Samuel's mother would. And you, you turned them over to the Lord and you trained them up in the way that they should go. That's the best case scenario. But we're all, we all know that oftentimes that's not the way that it works out. And people come to the Lord at at different times in life. And so the thing I would encourage you to do, if you've never done that, I don't care what age your child might be, is that you surrender them to the Lord for God to have His will with their lives. Um, Again, the topic, what to say to young adults. I'm going to go much deeper than that. uh, But that's kind of where we're headed. I was reminded this week of an Old Testament Bible character that was given a child... To raise, uh, God loaned this girl to this man for him to raise. And I'm talking about Mordecai, the relative turned father for Esther. Now, I want to make something clear, but I want to be really clear about this before we move forward. I promise you the story of Esther is not about Mordecai. And actually, it's not about Esther either. Um, if you know the story, it's about the providential work of God to carry out His plan through His people. And ultimately, it was about Jesus Christ when it's all said and done. But, He used a supporting cast to do this, okay? And so we're going to look at some of those cast members. And I believe there is inspiration within the book of Esther for parents facing the same type of challenges that Mordecai had to face with Esther. And so that's kind of what we're going to focus on. And without going into a lot of detail, but I don't want to assume that everyone here knows the story of Esther. So just to give you a quick little survey of what the book's about. Uh, Mordecai, his cousin Esther, would come to live with him after her parents would die. and Esther would be raised by Mordecai. She was obviously beautiful. At least the king of Persia would think so. And he would take her in, she would become queen, but he had but she had one one little secret that she would keep from him, and that was the fact that she was Jewish and that wouldn't come out till later into the story. There was another man that was also raised to power and this man's name was Haman and uh, he's the villain in the story and he set out on a quest. Uh, he loved power, he loved prestige that went along with it. he loved the fact that people were commanded to bow down before him and and so he, he enjoyed that, and everyone would, with the exception of Mordecai. And that didn't go over well, and so he set out on a quest to kill Mordecai. And he even had a, a gallow that was built for him. And he also set out to wipe the Jews off the face of the earth, along with the king at this point in time. He wanted to be king himself. But Mordecai and Esther would spoil the plans, and actually Haman would die, he would be hung on that same gallow that was set up for Mordecai, and the Jews would ultimately be saved. And so through that line would come Jesus down the road. The first thing, though, that I want to focus on is the, this relationship between Mordecai and Esther. And The first thing that I would point out is that Mordecai continued to be near and available for Esther. Even after she had, if you will, left the house. Even after she had gone to the palace. uh, Esther was no longer under the direct supervision, if you will, of, of Mordecai. But she was never out of his influence. Okay, He continued keeping up with her to some degree from a distance. And Esther... Chapter 2, verse 11, And every day Mordecai walked in front of the court of the harem to learn how Esther was and what was happening to her. Okay, At the same time, if you study the book, you also know that Esther knew exactly where to find Mordecai when she needed help or when she needed advice. She knew where to find him. She knew where he was located. So, he is still looking out for her best interest from a distance. And she still knows where to find Mordecai when she needs him. Like it or not, that's where you are with your relationship with your child if they are in those college age years. Okay, They've already been driving for a while now. Uh, maybe they're headed off to college or, or to the Military or they've gotten a job and they've moved away. Whatever the case might be, they're experiencing freedom like they've never experienced at any other time in their life. Hopefully, you've trained and taught them up to this point in the way that they should go. And they are now young adults, okay? That's, that's what they are. They're, they're young adults. It's, I said this morning, it's hard to believe that my, my grandmother and granddaddy were married at the age of 16 no No woman in their right mind would have wanted me at the age of of sixteen, uh, but now, but back then I'm sure they were much more mature than we are today, and uh, they even said it's even in other parts of the world, kids are a lot more mature than they are here in the United States of America. When I was in Africa, I can remember uh, meeting children eight, nine, ten years of age that are raising their siblings that are two and three and four. their parents had died of AIDS and so They mature quickly. Here in the U.S., 18 seems to be the number. And it should be. I mean, by that point in time, they are or should be becoming young adults. And it's at this point in life, whether we like it or not, whether we enjoy it or not, it's at this point in time when this relationship changes and you're still playing a part in this child's life but it's more from a distance, you also put yourself in a position where they know where to come and talk if they need to. They know where you are, and they know that they can openly come and talk to you, but the relationship's completely different. They're not eight years old anymore. They're 18, 19, 20, 21 years of age. Mordecai also, even with that being the case, Mordecai continued to challenge, instruct, and inspire Esther. Even from a distance, he's still playing a part. In the first half of the book of Esther, there are three records of Mordecai's words to Esther, things that he still had to say to her. The first thing is he he gave her advice and instruction before she ever entered the palace. He gave her instructions and and advice. Esther chapter 2 and verse 10, Esther had not made known her people or kindred. For Mordecai had commanded her not to make it known. In Esther chapter 2 and verse 20. For Esther obeyed Mordecai just as when she was brought up by him. She didn't have to. But she obeys. He, he gave her, if you will, these last words of wisdom. I'm going to give you some words of wisdom. that I believe every college age student needs to hear. And this truly applies to this. This morning, things that hopefully they're just reminders. Okay, you've said this throughout their life, but words of wisdom. First of all, put the Lord first in everything that you do. These college-age kids need to be reminded of that. Put God first, whatever choice, school, work, whatever the case might be in life. Put God first in everything. Would God want me to do this? Is this honor and glorifying to God? Is this God's will for me? Put God first. Secondly, look for godly, like-minded friends. As we all know here for adults, when you graduate from high school, the old friend group seems to disappear in a lot of cases. And so you're out to make new friends. Great words of wisdom would be, find like-minded followers of Christ wherever you go. That would also apply for dating, okay? You don't want it to be unequally yoked, as the Bible would say. You want followers of Christ to date. Get involved with a local church, wherever you may wind up. College, military, whatever the case might be, you get involved with a local church. Remain teachable. Remind them. They don't know it all. Remain teachable. Find a godly mentor. If your child still talks to you and, and shares everything with you in those college years, be thankful. Because in most cases, that's not the case. And you ought to thank God if your child is willing to reach out and find a Christian brother, sister in Christ that's older than them. And go, to, and go seek advice from them. You ought to be thankful. You ought to thank God every day that they're willing to talk to somebody, somebody that has their best interest at heart. Deal with sin in your life now, not later, not down the road. You deal with sin now, you repent of your sins and you turn to Christ immediately. Be a servant. That's what being a follower of Christ is. It's contrary to what the world teaches us. It's not about you. Every advertisement and commercial and billboard tells you it is, but it's not. It's not about you at all. It's about serving. It's about loving one another. And so these college students need to be reminded of that. And last but not least, trust God with your future. Trust God with your future. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. I've said this often, but I mean it. I believe with all my heart that a... a, a kid at the age of middle school or high school can know what they want to be in life. I've seen that plenty of times. But more often than not, they don't. Okay, and and, and it's nice to be, I like to have students when they come in, what are you going to do? What What's your major? I don't have a clue. I kind of like that. Because more often than not, those that have... Everything figured out over here. They've got their whole life planned ahead of them. And usually what that means is not always, but usually God's left out of the equation if you're planning 30 years down the road. God's not a part of that because we know as adults that there's a lot of turns and twists in life. And so I kind of like those kids that are just honest. But parents, I mean, this is one of the things Anna and I hear. We, We hear this all the time and... Most 18-year-old kids, they don't have a clue what they want to be. All right, I even had one in the last week or two that's actually upset with their child that was in in high school, senior in high school, and didn't have it all figured out yet. And I think if we're all honest, well, we didn't know what we wanted to do either at 18 years of age. And somehow or another, I've been around now and watched long enough—nearly 14 years in college ministry—and I've seen somehow or another, it just works out. It always just works out. But we need to let them know that God has a future in store and a plan for them. And they need to trust that. Secondly, he passed along. Mordecai would pass on relevant. Now listen. Relevant information that affected her situation and where she was at the moment. Relevant information. After discovering the, the king's plot to I mean, the, the plot to kill the king by Haman. Here's what it says. Esther chapter 2, verse 22. And this came to the knowledge of Mordecai. And he told it to Queen Esther. And Esther told the king in the name of Mordecai. Now, here's, here's where I'm going with this. This relevant information for where they are in life at that point in time. I have told my boys this so many times. Poor Noah's heard this speech so much in his life, he's probably sick of it. Your mom and I, we're not the most intelligent people in the world. We've, we're just further along down the road than you are. Okay? We've, we've already lived a lot more life. I, I told him this morning in the service, it's like if, if life, if a, an example, an illustration of life is a road, and Soddy Daisy is the beginning, and Panama City Beach is the end, because for many people that is heaven. And so Panama City Beach is the final destination in life. You know, kids, your your mom and I, we're somewhere between Birmingham and Montgomery. You know, and, and you, you've not got out of Hickson yet. Okay? And so I'm further along the road of life. If you listen to me. We can eliminate a lot of heartache and pain. Now, you're still going to have to deal with heartache and pain because that's very much part of life. But if you listen to what I'm telling you, save a lot of heartache and pain. It's so funny now. After all these years, we've had so many students that's come to us to talk to us about different things. And I've told them, if you continue down this path, here's what's going to happen. And, and months or years later, in some cases, we'll have students that, mean, you're like a fortune teller. No, I'm just thirty years ahead. It breaks my heart, but a couple of months ago, I got a random text. You were right; I was wrong. I said, "Who? Who is this?" They told me their name, and I said, "What? I don't even know what you're talking about." You told me I'd end up in a divorce. I'm divorced I messaged back and I told him I I wish that wasn't the case I wish I was wrong They'd asked me to do their wedding I told them both I wouldn't participate It's a disaster in the making Oh, it could be better If you turn your life over to Christ There's no doubt it could work out But not under the circumstances No way I'm going to participate I've already seen this Time and time again Parents, you have so much relevant relevant wisdom to share with your students. So much. You've lived life. You're further along than they are. It's just different now. Now it comes in more of a choice you're giving them. At this point in time in life. It's a choice. They're not eight. It's not a command. But if you'll listen to me. And save you some heartache and pain, but also understand that if you make this choice, there will be consequences. Nothing tops experience. It's what every business owner in America is looking for employees with experience. And we've got it. And we need to learn how and when to share and understand that sometimes. Learning the hard ways best. Learning the hard way. He would also warn and challenge Esther to do what was right, even though it was hard and scary. Esther's first reaction to the news of the plot to kill the Jews, she was scared to death, and understandably so, if you if you know that you know, she was asked to go before the king. And if the king did not invite you to come, you could be put to death. But Mordecai knew, this is way beyond you, Esther. As much as I love you, this is more important than you. Mordecai recognized the consequences. He could see the bigger picture. And so he spoke hard truth to her. She still had a choice to make, but he speaks truth to her. In Esther chapter 4, verse 13, then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, Do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. Don't think because you're there in the palace you're not going to die. He says, For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. The, the children of God will make it. They'll be perfectly fine. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows, who knows, whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Now, obviously, it's not who knows. It's a fact. She was put in that position for that reason to save the children of Israel. But Mordecai urges her, do what's right. Just do what's right. Doesn't matter what comes from this Do what's right Your college age student needs to know Being a follower of Christ Particularly if they're going off to college It's hard uh, Our universities are nothing more than breeding ground For atheists and agnostics and, and if they stand for what's right They will be made fun of Jesus said Matthew chapter 5 Blessed are you If you're persecuted for my name's sake. Rejoice when they lie about you, make fun of you, laugh at you because you're a follower of Christ. You know what it means? (laughs) It means you're a Christian. It means you look different, you act different. It's actually noticeable. If it's not noticeable, it means you're probably no different than the world. So rejoice. Those are the types of things that our students need to be hearing the truth. Do what's right. Just do what's right. Plain and simple. Broad is the way that leads to destruction, that leads to hell. Many will take it because it's easy. Narrow and difficult is the way that leads to heaven. Few people ever find it. Just a few. It's hard. It's difficult. Need to be encouraging our students to do What is right? And last, and I'm not even going to read the verses for the sake of time, but Mordecai continued in his service to the Lord even after Esther was gone. You know the way the book ends. You know, you know, you you might say, well, the children of Israel are saved, or they're in the middle of a big feast, and and that is the case. But what you find is that Mordecai has now been raised to power and he's still leading, he's still walking with God, he's still doing what it is God has called him to do. He didn't stop living just because Esther grew up and moved on. God still had a plan for Mordecai's life and he has for each and every one of us here. Doesn't matter the age. Yes, your uh, your child is moving on beyond your Protection, uh, but not outside of your influence. Everything you taught them still there. <laughs> they may act brain dead at times, but still there. Everything you've taught them is there. Parents, I would suggest you take them to the Lord. He knows their story. He knows their story better than you do, better than they do. I always like to point out right there that we all have a story, don't we? And it's not the same. It's proof there's a God. It's not cookie cut. We're all different. We all came to God in different ways and different times of life. God knows our story. And I'll break some news to you. and This may be hard to take. And again, you may have to remind me of all these things in about two years. But young adults, they make bad choices in life. Every one of them do that I've ever been around. I think we all did, if we're honest. I know I did. I know that's the reason I'm here. I made some of the worst decisions of my life between the ages of 18 and and 24. And and that's the reason I'm motivated to do this. That's what drives me to work with college-age students. We all make bad choices and decisions. But I would also tell you, don't... Don't get too upset if things aren't going perfectly well for your student. Because that's okay too. This is a time for your child to begin to learn how to solve problems for themselves. And they can if if you let them. Anna and I, over the last few years, I, I joke about this, but it's true. Not all, but many, many of the students that have passed through New Identity. They have no problem solving skills whatsoever. It's like when life doesn't go perfectly according to their plans, they just shut down. I mean, they literally go into panic mode. And I'm as guilty as anybody. I promise you that. But I think a lot of the problems has to do with mom and dad. Every time there's been a problem in life, whip out the the plastic card and swipe away your problems. But as Christians and as followers of Christ, as Christian parents, we're trying to drive them out of that comfort zone to be independent. To be on their own. So I would say let, let God be your source of wisdom as you discern when to watch, when to speak, when to instruct, when to encourage. And I know you know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Pray I don't think you have to be reminded of that, but, but pray. This is your biggest gift to your child. It's, this is your greatest weapon against the enemy that stalks and wants to, to destroy, to destroy their lives. This is your most certain source of peace during this time of life, is to pray. It's not the end. You are praying. For sure, still the parent. You'll always be, and you'll be relevant and needed, but it just looks a little different as time goes by. And most importantly, no. It's not about you, and it's not about your child. It's about what God is doing in the world through you and your child to accomplish His purpose and plan. That's the point. And beyond the shadow of a doubt, not maybe, God brought you to this place for such a time as this. Father, we thank you. I thank you for just the, this story. And to watch the example that's given to us by Mordecai and, and the way that he raised and, and trained Esther. And the things that he would do and to say. And I just pray that we take this to heart. Um, Father, I, I pray for each parent here, grandparent, uh, that's dealing with, with college age students, and and I know that I know that it can be difficult, and it's a time in life where it feels like we're losing control, and in a sense, we are, but then again, we've never been in control, and so we put all of our faith and trust in you, and we know that you have a purpose and a plan for these young, for these uh, young adults. And uh, we just ask that your will would be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.